time to turn up and celebrate the holiday. It's our anniversary. Rabbit holes, brainwaves, nightmares, and campfires. You're listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast, hosted by DJ Melodic and Queen Melody. And now, it's time for another ride through the Mind of Melodic. Greetings, Earthlings. And Celestials. Welcome back once again. You're tuned in and listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast. I'm DJ Melodic. And I'm Queen Melody. We got a special episode for you today, a deep episode. It's episode number 27. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a local spotlight, spotlight of the day, which is actually an IE spotlight. Mm. Well, what's his name? Lorenz Larkin. Lorenz Larkin. Yeah, we're going to talk to you about a local athlete. What well, we got some... Um, you have some... Road to Glory on road, Kevin Hart. Road to Glory, Kevin talk Hart. Talk about that knucklehead, huh? All right. Nah, he's a pretty cool pretty cool cat. And then you have some hard... Um, some hard stories in... The horror story continues yeah, in, in the campfire. In the campfire. But um, overall, it, it's it's a uh, it's a great day. It's actually our anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's one been year. One year now. <laughs> Me and Melody have been besties. We met uh, on the tenth. Yep. February tenth. Actually, we actually went on a date at round two. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna throw that out there, but yeah, we. They kind of screwed up our anniversary, didn't they? Yeah, because right? we could have went back. Well, we had plans of going back, not um, just for the anniversary, but we were supposed to go on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. right, as well. A few times, Well, Thanksgiving actually. weekend. Yeah. Well, um, it is our anniversary. It is February 10th. Right. So it's one year. Mm-hmm. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. And um, you got to give uh, big props to Melody here because I know that she probably wants nothing more right now than to be at the theater watching that magic mic. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but. But but I'm like, why? You got to go see Magic Mike. You got the real thing right here. <laughs> Actually, um, we got to wait just a little bit. Um, I gotta get caught up on the other episodes. Yeah, I gotta have you watch the other two before you could watch the third yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. So but we're gonna get that get to that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to that. Maybe we'll talk about uh, reviewing that. The on review. The podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, today's uh, episode actually isn't sponsored. Really, it's um got some dark campfire and um the, the, the horror story continues i really thought that the episode was a little too heavy and i didn't think it should really be attached to any local business's name or anything like that so 
Um, we'll go ahead and say that it's presented by Satoshi's Echo, mm-hmm. right? satoshisecho.com that's actually our new blog, blog website dedicated solely to crypto blockchain nfts technology satoshi's invention has sparked um, a bunch of different rabbit holes another bunch of inventions and um a, a whole revolution so I know there's many that just tune into this podcast specifically for the crypto knowledge. And we're going to just put it all there in one website to just saturate it with the good stuff. And for all the crypto nerds. So with that being said, uh, let's get into the next, let's episode. get into the next segment. Oh, we're quick. Let's, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll drop a couple drops and then um, take a quick break. Maybe play that new track I made. Right. Right. And uh, let you guys hear some of this music. Um, I'm making it for the radio station, but you get to hear it here first. It's on Melodic Playground Radio that's broadcasting 24 hours a day. And I'm trying to get it to the point where you can listen a full day and not hear the same track twice it's not there yet i got a lot of music to make <laughs> um but we're getting but you're there. getting there so we got satoshi's echo mm-hmm. melodic playground mind the melodic we're doing the recess with aj queen melody's got her blog and now the organic business network right so we got just we got our hands in a lot of cookie jars. The platform is getting bigger and bigger. We're actually looking for um, a developer. Anybody that might want to join the team that's proficient in web and app development, app design. That's where we need to go to the next level. Our own app. So we don't have to have any middleman. But uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and wrap the intro. Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary once Happy again. Happy anniversary. Let's try to make it another year. Yeah. All right, let's get into Malak's camp. A quick break. Your break and your and then, song. And then Malak's the campfire. All right. You can play, play place your ad here. Visit Melodic Playground for more info. And now, another melodic exclusive. You will not hear this song anywhere else. Thank you. 
cars, boats, airplanes, and more. Visit DetailEverything.com today. Roast the marshmallows, warm up the hot cocoa, grab your Snuggie, grab your snuggie and your favorite cuddle buddy, because it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time for Melodic's Campfire. All right, campers, welcome back. It's time to gather around the campfire. The horror story continues. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets dark. It gets scary. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you remember where we left off? Um, yes. Your sister's grandma, the kidnapper, she um, attacked you and you were defending yourself and the cops were called and CPS took you away. That's right. I was just around fourth grade. Mm -hmm. Before I continue, I wanted to kind of recap. And, you know, I was born to a 16-year-old mother. Mm -hmm. Then kidnapped when I was three. My mom had three by the time she was 19. Right. Two of us were taken. Now... I was ended up in Catholic school, and then I was abused by the the nuns with the yardstick. They used to beat beat us with the yardstick. Right. I got kicked out for defending myself for that. Mm-hmm. And then um, <clears throat> me and my sister, I talked about us getting abused and how we ended up back in Merced. So all the way through, <clears throat> the horror story continues. It's been like the first nine years of my life. And um, ironically, like at at the time, we were in gymnastics. That's crazy. Like this prestigious environment. I don't remember if it was like YMCA or maybe um, some other. Like you sign up for it, you pay for it. I don't Mm -hmm. know how she would have afforded that, you know, Um, maybe it was like a military thing because it could have been on the base i don't really remember exactly where but i never forget the techniques and the lessons i learned right and some of them stick with me i even taught my son a few the other day at the park mm-hmm. and you know i was with this kidnapper and for some reason she had an appointment remember um there were two of them The husband and the wife were actually my sister, Melissa's grandparents. Grandparents. Right. Okay. And um, so we split. She left him in Iowa. We go back over here to Merced. Somewhere around the fourth grade. She had an appointment or something and she left me with another stranger Mm -hmm. and ironically this stranger had taken better care of me than most literally she take your sister with her or i think we no no actually that day she was there because it was um a couple Mm. in this apartment complex and they were younger a lot younger and I remember they had tennis rackets in their thing. And like when you walk into their apartment, you could see the tennis rackets. <clears throat> and um, 
there was a pool in the complex. I think we went swimming like for a little bit. And then later on that afternoon, the dude actually taught me chess, how to play chess. Random stranger. Mm -hmm. Took his babysitting responsibilities to the heart. Mm -hmm. And took better care of me than most. And chess has been chess, excuse me, has been such a profound influence on my life. The game, the perspective. And the deep decision making, thinking ahead. I love the game. And it's just this weird little bullet points I wanted to throw in mm -hmm. because I felt like um, it's part of the story. Right. It adds to how crazy, like I, like I said, I was kidnapped, but I ended up in gymnastics. And then she leaves me with a stranger, and the stranger's teaching me chess. And then, like I told you, like I told you in the last episode, me and my sister got separated for the first time. So throughout all this nightmare, I had my sister, you know, that was kind of my anchor. We were there for each other. Right. And um, CPS had came and taken me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in, I was for defending myself, but right. they, they still hadn't realized. That you were, you two were kidnapped. That me and my sister were still kidnapped, right? And they left her. They left her behind. behind. Weird. For defending myself. Mm -hmm. Us. For protecting us. Me and her. So, um, CPS puts me in a temporary foster home. And I remember the cul-de-sac. I remember, like, kind of some of the scenery. It was in Merced. Mm -hmm. And um, it was actually like a, a black foster home. Four brothers, mom and dad. I remember watching Marshall Falk go crazy in a bowl game. Um, I remember that, over watching it over there. I, that's where I learned how to put sugar on my rice that's crazy yum 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 yeah i've never even heard of that it's before. good it's really good wow and <clears throat> does it make it sweeter of course oh. of course <laughs> well um nobody wants to eat plain rice so when when you ain't got much mm. just sprinkle a little sugar it makes a difference like I said, I was already used to standing in line to get a free lunch. So, you know, it is what it is. Right. <clears throat> um, I would have loved to stay there, but um, it was only a temporary foster home. Mm -hmm. So they treated you good? For the most part. Right. Um, but Again, like I said, the horror story continues because mm. there was no one there to protect me. And I, like I said, there were like four brothers, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember I was in the room, sharing a room with the youngest. I might have been nine. I think he was like 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. That was like a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, and like maybe a 17 or 18-year-old. And um, 
One morning I woke up. My pants were down. And um, the roommate, the youngest brother, was sodomizing me. L- literally sexual abuse. And I didn't really know what to do. It made me extremely uncomfortable uncomfortable and scared. And I went into the other room. And the other brothers were um, playing tech mobile. I remember it vividly. Um, And I told one of the older brothers. Mm -hmm. And he... I don't know if he beat him up, roughed him up for sure, but, and I never slept in that room again. Mm-hmm. And then um, I remember a couple of weeks after that, still, so that's how I'm much longer I'm in that unsafe environment. Right. A couple did weeks. Did you ever tell the parents? I did not, no. Mm-hmm. Just the older brother. Um. Because me and the older brother played basketball, and for some reason... You felt more comfortable with him. I needed somebody to protect me. Right. So, like, maybe a week or two later, we were all playing basketball, and then they told me they had I had to go. And so I remember the, the older brother rode me back, and I was on the pegs of the bike. And that's when CPS had got me and told me I was going to a permanent foster home mm-hmm. so um you know the system's working their things behind the scenes at the end of the day um that probably could have happened to another person because that was a temporary foster home right so that means kids were always coming and going, going. so i end up on a different side of town and I was um, with this white family now. Mm-hmm. And this white family had two girls and two boys. I knew one of the girls, which was now my foster sister. Mm-hmm. But she was the older sister of one of the friends I used to play with when I lived with Tom and Connie. Remember I told you about um, Shirley's cousin, mm-hmm. the ones that couldn't have kids. Right. So they took me in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I had played with, um, oh man, I forget this dude's name right now. I had it last episode. Anyway, um, his bigger sister was one of my foster sisters. And, um, then I had another foster sister and two foster brothers and one foster brother so i was the second oh so i didn't be in four total and i remember vividly like they had given us an allowance i went to the mall and i went to seize candies mm-hmm. that's one thing like my sister um melissa's um grandma used to always get seize candy right I was already addicted to that. <laughs> they had these little candy cane sticks, but they weren't candy canes. They were just, just sticks. sticks. 
in all sorts of flavors. I was on it. I loved them. They're like a nickel each, 10 cents each. So for five bucks, you're loaded. And um, I, I loaded up, but then they tried to, the foster parents tried to take it away from me. And they tried to say that I was ADD. And, uh, you know, I was already diagnosed as ADD. Right. So now they're saying you can't have this much sugar. Like, so they're that's monitoring you. Monitoring even that, right? It's crazy, sad, but it is what it is. Parents parent their own way. Right. I'm not saying they were bad parents at all. Just saying I couldn't be me, right? I mean, I, I wanted I wanted candy. my C's candy cane sticks. That's, that's a go to every day. Well, my go to from C's candy is the chocolate almonds. Okay. Mm, yum yum. I, have we been? together no. no yeah okay yeah i haven't been in a minute i took my kids a while ago so there's only a few left but they got a small little one right there by the riverside plaza i know yeah and they have one the one that i would go to was the inland inland center mall did they shut that one down huh no no still, still open? open ah see nice well uh couldn't have my seeds candy mm-hmm. um I remember when I was over there, this was this crazy um, game I watched during the it was Houston Oilers versus I think it was the Buffalo Bills. And it was like 35 to 7 at halftime. And then the um, Oilers came all the way back. And it was crazy playoff game. So I was falling in love with sports. On all levels, I'm trying to remember her name. Maybe it was Stephanie. Um, that was the sister, and so um, she wasn't my real sister. Mm-hmm. And I already knew who she was prior to being in this foster family. So I kind of had a little crush on her, and she entertained it, so to say. She, you know, she was older, but she flirted back. Right. But the my roommate, my new foster brother, he got jealous. And he was older. Like, I was like 10, and he was already like 13. Pretty sure his name was David. We got into a fight. Over her? Over her. (laughs) (laughs) Our foster brothers got into a fight over our foster sister. Right. And um, dude gave me a black eye. And can't forget it because the next day, CPS comes back to get me. Mm-hmm. They pull me out of school. Like it's your fault again. No, no, no. Not for that. They pull me out of school. Mm-hmm. And they actually, this was my first time seeing um, my mom or anybody in my family since the kidnapping. They took me to the CPS office, like department, right? Child Service Protective right. Department. And uh, they um, put me in this room. It had mirror glass. Mm-hmm. So I could see on the other side, but they couldn't see me. And then they opened the door and in comes a bunch of people. And now I have a CPS worker on my side telling me, that's your mom. That's her new husband. 
That's your grandpa. That's your grandma. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. And I'm like, part of me scared. Part of me super excited. They told me my grandpa was a cop. Mm -hmm. And then they show me pictures. Now they realize I'm on the other side. So they're holding up pictures. Like. This is you. So you can kind of. Right. To me, jog my memory or make me open up. Right. And I could see my pictures like Polaroids mm -hmm. of my grandpa holding me or whatever. And you could tell that's me. For real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so I'm like becoming a believer. And then so finally we end up in the same room. And uh, that was kind of like being reunited. Mm -hmm. They had told me that... Um, they wanted to take me back to, to Riverside. So uh, I come, I go back to Riverside. Me, first, everybody went back. And then my mom had to come back by herself. And then we took the train. So it was just me and my mom. My sister was still in Merced. But me and my mom are on the train. This was like day three, right? Mm -hmm. So like... I got into the fight with dude. Day two, the day after that, I end up in CPS meeting him. Day two, I'm back in the foster home for a couple hours, packing and stuff like that. Day three, I'm on the train. And um, I remember me and my mom playing like Uno. Mm -hmm. And there was these little cookies it was really good um koala yummies or something they had like a cream feeling inside man i love that so i'm warming up to my mom right. to be honest i was that train ride was probably the best moment i ever had with my mom so but uh i end up back in riverside i end up back in riverside and then I go to school on day four. <laughs> You're already in school. <laughs> I'm in school at Harupa Hills Elementary with a black guy. Mm -hmm. First day in the new school. And I got a black guy. Oh, man. Like, that was, if it's not hard enough to be um, a new student, a new student for the 20th time, right. you know. But that was the day I was also introduced to my my little brother. We're going to call him Nugget, okay? okay. Nugget um, is no longer alive. We'll talk about that later, but that was the first time I met Nugget. Um, and I met my twin sisters. I had two little sisters that were twins. One name um marie and one name lynn mm -hmm. and uh they're twins not identical though so i was excited i had a brother right. and more sisters, more sisters more family mm -hmm. finally got a chance 
my mom and her new husband were living in my grandpa's house. My grandpa had moved somewhere. I don't know where he was living. But he had bought a house in Riverside right there in Harupa Hills. Maybe he was still living in Anaheim or something. But because that's where he was. Cop. Buena PD. Buena Park PD. And um, so the house was literally on the same street as the elementary school. Um, but it, I'll talk about that a lot more. I'll, that, so that was like me about to go to fifth grade now. Right. And, um, I remember the only reason I didn't want to leave was because of my sister and because I had just started a basketball league up there. Mm. And that was YMCA. It was like 15 bucks to join. Mm -hmm. So cash a $20 food stamp and I got my own money and I, I didn't want to leave the basketball league and I didn't want to leave my sister but you kind of didn't really have I didn't a even have a choice really yeah, you know because you're only what like yeah. maybe 10 9, nine 10. um it was like right before I turned 10 yeah it was right before I turned 10 I remember vividly it was like right around Christmas mm -hmm. right after Christmas it was like January and a couple months before my birthday but my sister's still up north right. and now I'm down here and I didn't know it at the time but the only reason they I was reunited or even found in quotations right um because this new foster family was going to be my permanent foster family. Mm. And somehow the the government, the system triggered like some sort of tax. I don't know. But the IRS found my mom and tried to charge her money for me being in that foster home. Mm. And she was like, I'm not paying that. I'm going to come get him. <laughs> oh, man. So now I had a stepdad. I had um, two sisters. And finally got to know my mom. And my brother, brother met my grandpa, met my auntie. Mm -hmm. So um, it was a totally different feeling. And a couple weeks later, maybe about uh, six to eight weeks later, actually, my sister Melissa joined us. Oh, that's good. She yeah. They finally figured it out. Right. And um, so now we were all Together. going to Rupert Hills. And um, that was my first, actually, time coming back to Riverside, where I was born. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was fourth grade, fifth grade, crazy, crazy stories. But that was the end of my abduction. Mm. It had lasted eight years. And it was just a miracle to survive that. There's nothing I could have done to deserve it. You know, and there was nothing I could do 
to prevent it or protect myself. And um, there was nobody else to prevent it or protect me either. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you can only thank God for not making it harder. Because somebody out there has it harder. A lot of people that got kidnapped never survived. Mm -hmm. And even if they did for the stuff that they've been through, never had a decent state of mental health. So that's part of the reason this podcast is here. Mm -hmm. For my kids, they're going to learn. I get it off my chest. I don't ever got to tell a story ever again. Um, And for someone out there that's been through it, something close to it, similar to it, or worse than it, because you never know, you know? And um, if there is anyone out there that needs to talk or just hang out, get it off your chest. Like I heard there was this place like called the Rage Cage where you can go and just break plates yeah. and, and throw softballs at windows and get a bat and beat up the bumper on the car. And I'm like, my client told me about that. Yeah, I Because she, she was missing her husband. And I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm down. I mean, I always have rage. <laughs> that mm-hmm. It's been built up since I was born, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but if anybody needs anything you know just get at me that's part of the reason the mind of melodic is being recorded and i think we got a phone number um you guys can call and i I, maybe we'll try to talk about that in the next episode but that's enough for the campfire because um there's too many tears falling to keep this cocoa hot I got to go warm on my cocoa. I can't have cold cocoa. Cocoa. <laughs> All right, guys. So I uh, appreciate you tuning in. And uh, let's get back to the, the the rest of the podcast and come back with Satoshi's, Satoshi's. Vibes. Download Satan Arena. Join DJ Melodic and earn crypto playing the coolest game ever. Welcome to Satoshi Vibes, Satoshi Vibes, where we talk about blockchain, crypto, NFTs, and preserving Satoshi's vision. Welcome back to another edition of Satoshi Vibes, where we're going to talk about the penny stocks. Yeah, we're not going to talk about any specific penny stocks, but I'm going to give you a broader perspective in today's Satoshi's Vibes. Once again, this edition of Satoshi's Vibes is presented by Satoshi's Echo.com. You want to go to Satoshi's Echo so you can hear the reverb and listen and learn. Dive in, go down the rabbit hole, then that rabbit hole leads you to another rabbit hole. excuse me, you will learn about crypto, NFTs, blockchain, 
the verbiage, the terminology. I'm going to try to post some videos. It's going to be everything you learn in Satoshi's Vibes, but all capsulated in just one website. <clears throat> so I know some of you realize that this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Investing in this new money is like investing in the stock market when it first was created. So a lot of them are very, very undervalued because this new money and this new technology is unrealized by so many people. But Warren Buffett, one of the most successful, respected, and listened to investors and entrepreneurs made his living in penny stocks, mm. buying low, selling high. <clears throat> He's bigger than penny stocks now, right? Right. But for most people learning um, stocks, Wall Street, investing, they don't want, it doesn't matter if you're a football player. It doesn't matter if you're a rapper. Nobody wants to throw thousands of dollars at what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe you get drunk and play that stupid slot machine too much. But, you know, and I do see people at the blackjack table that really don't understand the game. And they're losing way more money than I could ever dream of. Mm -hmm. But, wow. There are people, I guess, that would. But this guy studied Wall Street, made a living in penny stocks. And now there's a disruption that's occurred in Wall Street. So there's a real... So can you say, uh, uh, what, what, what's the word for it? Um, <clears throat> it's an illusion, mm -hmm. an illusion. It's almost like a magic trick. How in the middle of a pandemic, people were buying GameStop with FOMO in their veins and then crying about the loss they took. So a lot of people that will come in will try to throw a couple hundred dollars, sprinkle it in and get their feet wet. And I guess a couple hundred dollars in Tesla won't really change your life right now. Might get you one, maybe two. But if you find the right penny stock right now that has kind of deflated because of the way the market has dipped. Everything was going up when they were printing stimulus checks. Right. People were at home, bored, extra money mm -hmm. because inflation hadn't kicked in fully yet. And they were buying these stocks and every the market was looking good. How was it looking better than ever in the middle of a crisis? Mm -hmm. Crazy. 
Well, it came back down to reality. And it looks like it's kind of bottomed out. I told you guys like in episode 15. Told you like in episode 20. And I said, I said, it's going to get better right before the midterms. And it did. But I also said, I don't know what's going to happen after Christmas. Is it going to stay level? Or is it going to take another dip? Is the recession, depression, whatever you want to call it, going to get worse? I don't know. But what I've realized is that there's a way to hedge when you're investing during times like this. And I've already taught you in previous episodes about staking your crypto. Mm. Remember that, Melody? And what are you doing? Staking my crypto. You're staking your crypto? Mm -hmm. And what website are you doing? Or what app? Uh, DeFi. Do you um, use? Crypto.com. Crypto.com. So it's very easy that I've been able to teach Melody how to stake her Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. This gives her an interest. And when she's accumulating free crypto for staking it, this is very comparable and similar to a stock paying a dividend. So if you're going to buy stocks in a questionable market, right? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you if it's going to go back up slowly. Excuse me. Bitcoin has gone up 35% in the last, what, six weeks? Is that going to continue to go up? I don't know. Is it going to go down? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to keep accumulating. Excuse me. I'm going to keep accumulating more Bitcoin and staking it. Because when I do, I get more free Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So the snowball gets bigger and the compounding interest gets bigger. And this is my recommendation now when targeting stocks. There are so many stocks that went from a dollar to 50 cents. From $2 to a dollar. Many dipped 50% or more. Because of the economy, because of the sentiment, because of what you call it. It's a bear market. Mm -hmm. Remember I taught you the terminology? But over the last six weeks, things have been looking bullish. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say go all in. It's time. I'm not there. I'm not that good. And I can't control it all. But what I can say is. If you get the right stocks, doesn't matter if it's a penny stock. Doesn't matter if it's jack in the box. Find the ones that pay you a dividend. Because then it's going to be like crypto.com, how this staking is. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. So you could get more. Because every quarter, every earnings report, these Stocks will pay a dividend to the people that hold those shares. Mm -hmm. 
the shareholders earn according to that business, their success. The more successful they are in sales, the dividends pay more, right? right. The more you hold in shares, the dividends pay more. Mm -hmm. So if you got a, a stock like, <clears throat> let's just say Jack in the Box, and you own 20 of them, it pays you maybe 10 bucks extra every quarter. I don't know. I, I can't do the math right now. But you can take that as a cash income, right? You earned it. Mm -hmm. Or what you and 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 and, 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 and withdraw, right? You can withdraw it if you want. Some mm -hmm. people will live off their dividends. Mm -hmm. Every quarter is their like paycheck to them. Right. Because they own so many Coca-Cola shares. But what you can also do is roll it over into new stocks, more stocks. Mm -hmm. So you had 50 Coca-Cola shares and 20 Jack in the Box. Every quarter, you're going to earn more dividends. So now you have 50 sh 55 shares of Coca-Cola and 22 shares of Jack in the Box, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it might be at the end of the year. Right. That's called compounding interest. But what you're doing necessarily is accumulating more stocks while it's on sale for free while it's at Black Friday prices. Mm -hmm. It's like using the rewards you saved up, right? right? All year long from your spending to buy whatever else you want on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. It's a sale on top of a sale. But you're accumulating it for free. Now your snowball's bigger. It's getting scared, ready to roll. It's getting too heavy to just stay at the top of the mountain now. One little win, whichever the market wants to go. And the reason why I say this is I can't tell you what stocks to buy right now. I've been so wrapped up in the new recording studio. I haven't learned much in Wall Street for the last three or four months. But I know it's time to buy. So if you had a hundred dollars or a thousand or ten thousand, if you were to put that in right now, obviously you're hoping it goes up. But if it was to go down, you'd still be accumulating free stocks through the dividends. So it wouldn't be like investing 10 grand. It'd be more like investing 1300 or getting 1300 worth for the price or 13,000 worth for the price of 10 grand. Mm -hmm. So then when the market does go back up, you'll get even more. It's guaranteed to iron itself out eventually. But you got to buy the stuff that's going to last. You can't buy uh, a stock that's going to go out of business yeah. like GameStop or Redbox or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's enough for Satoshi's. Um, trying to keep this episode as short and sweet as possible. <laughs> but right now um, is the time that you need to focus on capitulation. Getting as much as you can because it's on Black Friday sale. 
don't put all your money in right now because it could go back down. Mm-hmm. Just little by little, every time you go to Starbucks, buy a little bit of Bitcoin. And every time you buy some stocks, look for some with the dividends. And if you can, slide that into your Roth IRA. <clears throat> so now you have a retirement plan. No matter what your career dictates. And then you can pull out those stock, those, you know, those earnings cash tax free when it's time to retire. Mm-hmm. This is some of the things I'm teaching Melody. Yes. Yeah. And um, I know it's kind of uh, boring sometimes, but that's that's what's going on in the mind of Melodic. It's not really boring if you're trying to get money in different ways without working. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, everybody needs money. Right. Money makes the world go round. And what I've learned is that you have to find a way to let Make your money, make money for you. Mm -hmm. The only way to fight inflation in this world is by investing. Right. And we heard that on the Netflix. Or the documentary. The documentary. You can buy antiques. Mm -hmm. You can buy sports cars that might appreciate in value. Babe Ruth, baseball card, Michael Jackson, whatever, right? Certain things things like that. But at the core, it's stocks. And right now, crypto. Mm-hmm. So do your research. Hit me up if you have any questions. I'm DJ Melodic. And I'm Queen Melody. Take a quick break and get to the next segment. We appreciate you all. This edition of Satoshi Vibes was brought to you by Satoshi'sEcho.com. Food reviews, local music, music. rising stars, and current events. This is is your spotlight of the day. Welcome back to another edition of... (laughs) I also (laughs) said Toshi Vines. It's the spotlight of the day. Spotlight of the day. That's right. Today's... Go ahead. We are going to be talking about Lorenz Larkin. That's right. That's right, fam. Today's uh, spotlight of the day is actually a local spotlight, a Riverside native. All right. What's his name again, Melody? Lorenz Larkin. Lorenz Larkin. The dude is 5'11". All right. And he's been fighting in professional mixed MMA MMA. since 2009. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I watch UFC, but I'm not in it like I am NFL or NBA. And I, some of the big names I follow, and um, I know some of the smaller names, mm-hmm. but for some reason, when I watched Lorenz fight before, I never knew he was from Riverside. But then the other day, I noticed that he had the bell on his shorts. So Uh, that's like, I have to do this. We have to do this, right? (laughs) Right after I noticed Lorenz Larkin's bell on his shorts, he goes and head and um, throws one of the most vicious elbows in UFC history (laughs) to KO 
his opponent. Now, this was a rematch last Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. It was a rematch. And previously, Lorenz had lost the matchup. Mm. So the dude he was fighting had already beat him once. Right. And um, he felt he got lucky. And they, they, they did a rematch. And about two minutes into the first round, they were um, kind of tangled in a little little tussle, you know, grappling while standing up. And Lorenz just slipped in this quick, strong, violent elbow, which sent social media into a buzz. And seeing it was so prideful because He's that was Riverside, right? right? That's the Inland Riverside. Empire. That's Cali. So we had to do a spotlight today. Lorenz Larkin rocking the Mission Bell on his MMA shorts. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. He's 5'11", 185, and he's fought heavyweight before. Mm. Um, I think currently he's like um, a welterweight. He does uh, kickboxing, kung fu, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So maybe um, we would like to find out where they train because me and Melody were interested in jujitsu classes. Right. <laughs> we did talk about it. We I talked think. about it a right. couple times. Um, but <clears throat> it was a rough year for you and you're barely getting back in shape. So it's further down the road. Mm -hmm. But um, we maybe he has a gym or a family gym or a neighborhood gym. I definitely would love to interview him on the podcast. Right. Um, but he he actually chose the um, Bellator, Bellator League, MMA League, over UFC. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know why, but he fights in the Bellator League. And that's a lot of the reason maybe I, it went under the radar, you know, um, I didn't know he's from Riverside, right? So, and uh, that was that was pretty cool. His team is called the Millennia. It's um, the Millennia MMA Gym. That's the team he fights for in the Bellator League. So um, he's got a total of um, 25, 26 wins actually after Saturday. Saturdays. Yeah, after Saturday's vicious elbow, and. Um, I think he lost five of so he's twenty five and five, I think. And um pretty decent record. He's thirty six years of age now. Mm -hmm. He probably won't be fighting too, too much, much longer. longer. But um it's it's definitely something to be proud about as um as a Riverside native. We got a lot of local athletes that have risen to the pros, um and professional rankings. But um, a lot of people don't know, like uh, they didn't know Adam Kennedy of the Angels was from Riverside. He went to North High School. Okay, so a lot of these locals we're going to try to focus on mm -hmm. and bring to the light support and maybe even um, convince them, to I don't come. know, <laughs> beers and nachos, right? <laughs> so we can get them in for an interview. But that's our spotlight of the day, mm -hmm. our local um, athlete. That we wanted to show a little bit of love and support to say uh good job 
big props and much love because, um, you know, we're always going to support our locals, right. athletes, small businesses, musicians, etc. And um, that's the spotlight of the day. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back for the next segment. And now, another melodic exclusive. You will not hear this song anywhere else. Boats, 
airplanes, and more. Visit DetailEverything.com today. And now, and now, it's Vibing with Melody. Your time to get to know the perfect Wonder Woman. Frankenstein by Cupid for DJ Melodic. All right, family, welcome back. You're tuned in to a special segment that we like to call Vibing with Melody. As you know, this is the Mind of Melodic podcast, and I brought my bestie. This is your chance to get to know her a little bit better, and I try to give her her moment to shine. She's looking forward to interviewing some guests. And um, in the meantime, we just want to get to know her a little bit better. Let's pick her brain and see what's on her mind today. (laughs) So for today, um, I was going to talk about us and our anniversary and um, how we met. I don't know if it's ever been brought up before. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. um, I hired Cupid. (laughs) And um, he got you with a good arrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had to pay him a little extra. To have that. The arrow got juiced up. Yeah. <laughs> so I could stay in love forever. That secret sauce that Shallow Howe had, you know. You can't you can't see my fugly. <laughs> All you see is the good stuff. Um Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um we met online. On Facebook dating. Swiping right. Swiping right. And we ended up going out that night, I believe. Was it? Yeah. Maybe. Or the next, whatever. The next. No. It was that it night. It was that night. Yeah. We were talking and then. Because um, I said, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> right. And I said, uh, okay. Whatever, dude. Yeah. I thought he was a smooth talker. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And so. Just- oh, you, you. What? It was the next night. Because you text, you messaged me that night, and I seen it in the morning the next day because I was asleep already. And we went to the arcade. And we went to the arcade, and um. And I showed her my magic mic skills. <laughs> no, no, we did not. Um, no, 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 not like that. Nah. No, you know we I mean? uh, we um. We just became good friends. We had a lot in common. Yeah. We noticed we had a lot in common when we were messaging back and forth. And then um <laughs> and then um you ended up talking about your crypto when I seen you. Like day one. Day huh? one, yeah. Cause I'm obsessed and I can't help it. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me about Upland and all these different NFTs. Games. Yeah. And um and, and I didn't scare you away. And <laughs> you didn't scare me away. And then uh, from then on, it kind of, we had fun. Like we were. Concerts. We went to concerts. We went hiking. Lots of the gym dates. Gym dates. And then I got sick. Well, um, we went camping. Yeah, we went camping yeah. a lot, actually. And we both tried to celebrate our birthdays, and then you got sick. And then I got sick. And... um. You know, it was a point where I didn't think we were going to make it, but we we did. So, if anything else, at least for a year, right? (laughs) For a year. 
crazy that we um, were able to go through all those adversities and still manage growing Mm -hmm. in a weird way. And if you look at the pictures, I mean, the microphone on my phone in the car. Mm -hmm. And now look at this. And now I'm facing you on our inner studio. Professional microphone. Professional microphone. In a comfy studio. Mm-hmm. It's like a playground. It's like Melodic's playground in here. So. What else is on your mind? What do you mean? What else is on your mind? <laughs> um, I just wanted to <clears throat> tell you that, you know, you mean a lot to me. And I hope we can stay like this. It's been um, it's been a wild ride, but yet it's been like I wouldn't change anything that's happened. Um, well, we could change you getting a few sick, things. Right? Yeah, I mean yeah. a few things, but overall, I mean like the point where we're at now. Right. Right. I feel you. Well, you got a special place. <laughs> Not just in my heart, but also in my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else, Melody? Mm, No. (laughs) Wrap it up. Wrap it up? Okay. Um, So this has been another episode of Vibing with Melody. And I hope to see you guys or talk to you guys later. NBA, NFL, MLB, and even UFC. Fantasy sports every day on DraftKings.com. Interested in Rottweilers? Follow the well-trusted breeder, Von Ed Haas, on Instagram today. True stories about the legends we admire and the forks in the road that made them. This is The Road to Glory. Welcome back to another edition of Road Road to to Glory, Glory, where we are going (laughs) to talk about Kevin Hart. That's right. Most of you already know the name, the comedian and actor, Kevin Hart. Um. The reason we're going to talk about him is because we recently heard from his mouth that his fork in the road. His road to glory. His road to glory, right? right? And uh, I thought it was very important. I actually rewinded the episode uh, a few times to break it down and explain it to Melody. We were working. Mm -hmm. We were working and listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. So we were kind of multitasking. Right. While we were working, we were researching and um, studying the best because we're coming for his spot. <laughs> Even if I have to get him in the ring. Do you think you could actually take him? Um, I think I could. I mean, he's got the skills, but he's never felt a rage like this before. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> 
sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, you, you don't you don't think I could take them? Um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because you're so good at everything. Well, not everything. I can't fix a car. That's like the only thing I can't do. Is I'm not a mechanic. Uh, I'm pretty sure though you could probably figure that out. And well, YouTube make would it, help. Yeah, but I'm not perfect. So that's, <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? That's my flaw, right okay. there. <laughs> anyway, back to Kevin Hart. Right. Enough about <clears throat> you, melodic. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the actor and the comedian, right? Right. Kevin Hart was on the Joe Rogan show. Mm-hmm. And this was a while ago, a couple years ago, actually. Um, I think it was like late 2020 or early 2021. And Kevin was talking a lot about um, what he went through during the pandemic. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, Yeah, he was talking about how he learned the stocks. The stocks. And that's why I was like, man, me and him are like neck and neck in that because that's when I learned. And he's putting together a good portfolio. He's actually um, like uh, a spokesman now for J.P. Morgan. <clears throat> Excuse me, a spokesman for J.P. Morgan, and um, in a lot of their commercials for Chase and right. stuff like that, right? So he was talking to Joe Rogan about it, and um, Joe Rogan kind of like asked him, yeah, um, went in a different direction because he was curious Mm -hmm. about kevin hart's success when did he know that he finally made it right right and um i thought it was very interesting because you put in a lot of this work and you think success is going to happen at this certain moment but it it, takes it it doesn't you know and then when it is happening you're kind of living in the moment you don't realize it, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said that he had to watch the special or it came on or somebody asked him about it. So I remember when he first blew up, okay? It, like he took over the world real quick. Yeah. and He uh, was like making a lot of movies all kind of around the same time. Remember and... the movie Soul Plane? Did you see that one? Snoop Dogg, everybody. It was like, it was like a limo ride in the air. <laughs> a party bus on a plane in the air you know those party buses you take to vegas right. it was like that but in the air so it's supposed to be like this new airline um and I, mean, I think even kid and play was on there they were i don't know it was crazy because there was like strip club and a casino <laughs> and then everything it, there was a uh, break dancing and i don't even there might have been like a little boxing match going on crazy stuff was going on in that plane all sorts of forms of entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I first remember Kevin Hart. And it was pretty funny. I mean, yeah, the theme. I could only watch the movie once or twice, to be honest. But that's when I first heard of Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. And the moments later, he was everywhere. And it was seriously funny. Um, it was right about the time he dropped that comedy tour called seriously funny and i remember the incident he was talking about the moment he was talking about on joe rogan it was like um was it shack shack shack's celebrity all-star comedy jam Mm -hmm. i believe there was a all-star break that year in la or maybe arizona and um, 
Shaq put together a celebrity comedy show. Right. To to entertain during the weekend. Mm-hmm. It was Cedric the Entertainer. He was the host. Oops. Right. Oops. Yeah, don't beat up my mic. <laughs> um, well, actually, uh, that one's yours, lady. We're going to have to put your name on it, huh? Um, just in case you do break it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Cedric the Entertainer was the host. So that shows you how good it was, right? Mm-hmm. I think Tommy Davison was there and... Leroy, um, oh man, was it Leroy Davis? I think that's his name. So there was three good um, people, comedians, and then Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart um, basically stole the show. He's good. Everybody knew um, he was doing good and gaining some steam, you know? And everybody around the world had kind of... um, Acknowledged it. But it wasn't in Kevin Hart's mind, right? It wasn't in the mind of Kevin Mm -hmm. that he had succeeded yet. He had put in this work and he was just in tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. And he goes and, and talks about the process him and Joe Rogan start talking about the process. At some point, it wasn't really about success. It was falling in love with the process. Joe Rogan, my Kobe Bryant, waking up at 5 a.m. You know, yeah, it's a grind, but that's at some point you have to love learning, growing pushing yourself to the limit to be better and that's what these people kind of did these entrepreneurs these people with success do they get in that tunnel vision and nothing else matters just the process because they see the light at the tunnel and they're focused on the light at the tunnel and now you're enjoying the process so much that you don't even realize when success has arrived And Kevin Hart had no idea. He was still, like, focused on the grind. But then, you know, they had had filmed that comedy special. And they were airing it on Showtime. So when he went back to watch it, they had, like, the video editors put him in slow motion. Right. And with the music and him walking and dropping the mic, throwing the peace sign, he's throwing the peace sign. Yeah. Turning around, walking up, throwing the peace sign. And it was like he seen himself finally in a different light. It wasn't the crowd chanting his name. It wasn't the money coming in. It wasn't his agent calling every single day. It was some random stranger who happened to be editing this video and the slow motion, the scene, the walk off, he, it was like, they tried to say, this is going to be the guy and this is the moment. 
And the video editors made Kevin Hart realize that was the moment. Well, eventually, they end up playing this over and over and over again on Showtime for months that year. Well after the All-Star break. And it's gaining so much traction. Everybody else seen it the way Kevin's seen it now. And his phone was blowing up. They said he booked out the club in New York for like 10 days straight. So, and um, it's a hard, I forgot what the name of the club was, but a very prestigious comedy club that's hard to book, to sell out one day. So And they it, kept adding dates. They kept adding dates to, to a days sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it was like... M- the reason I wanted to focus on Kevin for this um, road to glory is because we really identified his road to glory. He even said it. It was Shaq's celebrity comedy jam. And it wasn't being invited. He said he didn't even want to do it. He said he didn't want to do it because he already had that material ready for, for seriously his, funny. Right. His his own. His own stuff. Mm-hmm. and. Excuse but me. his agent was like, his well, agent let's just go ahead and get the exposure. Do it. Yeah. Right. And he, that ends up being his fork in the road for several different reasons. Not only did it give him that mainstream, like, because it's like when you have a hit song and it's on a radio, everybody hears it every day, multiple times. Mm-hmm. That's basically what was happening with the um, Showtime. You know, it's just repeating it, you know, over and over again. Right. And 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 then it wasn't really all that success. It was some video editor saying, let's do it this way. And then they did it. They put it on television. Kevin sees it and he's like, oh, snap. I'm the man now. Like, he was so wrapped up in that success. That he didn't know how it was coming, when it had arrived. And um, it took somebody else to really, like, change his perspective. And he didn't know it was going to come that way because he almost didn't do the the comedy show. Mm-hmm. So my point is, you never know when your fork in the road is going to take you. And you don't know... The distance, okay? So it's not really about the distance you're trying to travel. You find something you love. You enjoy the process. You embrace the process. And if you are in that right zone, then you will have the right perspective. Even Kevin didn't have the right perspective because he was still chasing a dream, but he didn't know he was already living it. And, yeah, we all want more. We all want more. Kevin even said it himself. You know, he wanted more, and that's where he's at now because it's not really about a certain amount of money. It's about seeing how good you can really be at life. And in that podcast, that same episode, he said it didn't change until he started looking at life like a game. Mm-hmm. 
And like I said earlier, I'm good at everything. I'm good at these games. But I never really looked at life like a game. For a long time, I looked at it like a prayer. And I can't no more. Because I realized I only have one token in this game of life. And that life meter is running out of juice. So I have to go harder and push myself even more, no matter how hard it, it gets. So um, big shout out to Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart for, you know, even having that conversation. It empowers everyone. It makes us better. Learning these forks in the road for of these successful entrepreneurs, these legendary inventors, business owners, and minds. That's the only way we can get going in the right direction. Because Kevin Hart even said it. And it's one of the reasons he created like a um like an inner city thing for the youth to teach him economics and, and stocks and stuff. Chase did that. Chase was going to have a program. Yeah, no, but they about. asked him to but be. They asked him to be it. To be in control of it. And he said that he's going to do it his way. Yes. And not Chase's way. And why? Because... It's because they don't teach us this in school. Right. So most of these people won't even trust this banker. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to come because from someone. Because of the someone... way that they talk. Right. Like that they too. talk to professionals. Some kids don't understand. You need someone you can relate to. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely relate to Kevin Hart. Um, yeah, you even said it yourself. You guys are... we No, almost on, on the same track, it, just yeah. different what, directions. Right. And he's coming from Philly, you know, and I'm coming from Cali. And we all have these same struggles. And even though we're different races, right, mm-hmm. we still suffer the same problem. No one is teaching us this in school. Okay, so maybe I didn't go to the right, the the right rich school, right? But maybe they are somewhere in the world teaching this to the the, the kids. Hopefully, uh, at they least should some. be right. But so Kevin Hart, um, you know, is just now learning the stocks too, and that's because nobody taught him. So in a lot of ways, we're just like Joe Rogan. We're just like Kevin Hart. We're learning the stocks, learning the economy as older, way past education, you know, way past schooling. And um, we're all striving for these goals and dreams that we have in our minds. You know, whatever Joe's trying to do, he's been focused on it and he embraced the process. He doesn't care what anybody else says because he's living his life the way he wants. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hart, he was doing his thing and then boom, next thing you know, he ended up being the goat. And so I brought it to your attention today because we've done the same thing. It's not been easy. Up and down. But we've created our own careers. We've given ourselves a freedom. And now the sky is the limit. Even if this is just on the side. And you got to do other things. But hopefully, you know... Like I said, we take Joe Rogan's spot, make him number two. Okay, but um, that's enough for the fork and road today. Oh, excuse me, the road to glory. The road to glory. I thought Kevin Hart um, and Joe Rogan's conversation would be an inspiration to all. 
I tried to encapsulate as much of it as I could. Maybe I should have been a little more articulate, but you guys get the gist of it. You guys should check it out. You guys definitely should listen to it. And and, and um, just remember that it doesn't matter what nobody else thinks about you. All that really matters is what you think about that reflection in the mirror. And even Kevin Hart, with all his success, he didn't see himself as the GOAT, even though we did, right? He's still seeing himself as that scrappy survivor, entrepreneur, hustler from the streets of Philly. And it took just one little video edit to help him finally say, I'm the man. And, and I know that confidence, um, you know, takes you to different heights. And I say that to say this. Me and Melly are going to record a song soon, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And I've been having a, a hard time with trying to get her to project. <laughs> We've been besties for a year now. <clears throat> it's going to be the anniversary soon, right? Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow will be one year since we met. All right. And um, she's still not comfortable just letting it all out. And this was the lady we talked about in the last episode. And um, she went um, to choir four years in a row. But even on her worst day, what I can do with the engineering, what some of my neighbors here in the studio can do with the engineering, it's going to give her a confidence she's never had before. And it's going to push her to want to make it better. So just just like that video editing, wait till she hears my auto audio editing of her humming. <laughs> um, like I said, we're going to save that. We're going to get it good. We're going to do a collab soon. And hopefully that ends up being her fork in the road. But until next time, that's a long edition of Road to Glory. Talking about Kevin Hart. Much love. Keep it doing hurts. your thing. Yeah, keep doing your thing. We're all proud of you, man. And uh, shout out for the education for the youth on that. Um, the economics and the stocks. Hopefully you got some crypto education in there. Matter of fact, uh, uh, let me know what's in your portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get it right. Play to earn blockchain game. Satan Arena is free to download in your app store. All right, guys. Um, we're going to be wrapping it up so I can get start watching uh, Magic Mike and Channing Tatum. She wants to get back to her Channing Tatum. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, well, um, like I said, she's got the real thing. So. <laughs> Yeah, but he doesn't. He's not bad to look at. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, we'll see what the, the new movie has. To, and we'll probably talk about it on the next episode. Okay. But um, in the meantime, I'm going to wrap it up for episode 27. Right. We got a sponsor for episode 28. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to talking about... Um, some some of the good things that happened in fifth grade. 
in, um, the campfire. in my campfire. Yeah. Sharing some new music with you guys. Hopefully getting one of our buddies and affiliates in here for uh, an interview. Mm-hmm. And definitely going to talk to you about some crypto. Got a lot more info going on. Uh, like I said, it's once in a lifetime opportunity. Right. So get that education in as much as we can mm-hmm. before it's too late. Before it's too late. But in the meantime, we're going to wrap it up and uh, just say uh, much love and big hugs to all the listeners and supporters, advertisers, anybody that's um, checked out the blog or the radio station, anybody that supports it on Instagram. We are hiring, low-key, part-time prefer an intern but (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah we gotta do what we gotta do right to keep the snowball rolling and if you're hungry and you got the skills or the hunger to develop the skills we have a couple openings on the team we want to take this to the next level if anybody needs to reach out and just to have a friend or someone to talk to, feel free to reach out. If you need to advertise, if you need a voiceover, music, maybe a shout out on the blog or ad space on the blog. Hit up Queen Melody on the Instagram. What's your Instagram, Melody? Uh, Queen Melody. All right. And mine is DJ underscore Melodic. Feel free to get in in, in DMs and let's network. Mm -hmm. Until the next time, I really appreciate you. I just wanted to say thank you once again. Probably wouldn't have been, you know, an anniversary if it wasn't for all this being tied together. Right. I think the dream and having something to keep us out of trouble and think it all held it was like the sticky glue mm-hmm. it held it together. together i think so oh jinx you owe me a coke <laughs> <laughs> well that's all for today's folks i'm gonna wrap it up for today the lights are out the <laughs> the eggs are cooling. cooling the butter is getting hard and the jello's jiggling bye guys DJ Melodic and Melodic Playground is now broadcasting 24 hours a day.